In today's show, we're looking at buy low trade targets for fantasy basketball. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today we are looking at buy low players. These are again not an exhaustive list. It's five guys for category leagues, five guys for points leagues that we're taking a look at here. Um, there's going to be other guys who are buy lows, but when we're talking buy low, it doesn't mean, hey, buy them at what their perceived value might end up at. It's if you can get them at a discount, you do it because maybe they don't get to that level, but yeah, you want you give yourself 90 to 95% chance that you're going to be able to come out on top in a trade that you are pulling off for these guys. So I think that's yeah, it's an important thing. It's not go and get these guys at all costs. It's get them at the right price. Otherwise, just leave it. And the same goes with the you know, majority of transactions that you do in fantasy basketball. Let's start this off by talking about Devin Booker of the Phoenix Suns. It hasn't been a great start to the year for Booker. He is, what's he currently, over the last, um, over the course of the season, he's the 56th ranked player, which is obviously not great. Now, normally when I do my buy lows and, and sell highs, I like to look at the last two weeks of production because that does give you a little bit more of an idea of a recent form, and people are swayed by recent form in, in a pretty large way. So I think that's important. He's 60th over the last two weeks, 22 points only. But the thing that really stands out is he's shooting just 78% from the free throw line. And this is a guy that was at 92% last year. So there's your big drop off already. The assists, I'm a bit worried that they're never coming back. He was at six and a half last season, and now he's at 4.7. But what we can see trending in the right direction is over his last three games, he's back at 85% from the line. And that might get obscured in the narrative of him being a poor free throw shooter this year, but it is starting to trend in the correct direction. You start hitting those free throws at yeah, an extra one or two per game. So say he makes an extra two per game, then the 22 points goes to 24 points. And then we're getting a little bit closer to where we need to be. Now, I don't think he's probably going to reach the top 15 where he was last year. Maybe he gets back to being inside the top 40, perhaps. Maybe, but not necessarily. And I had someone ask me, yeah, do I trade uh, Levine for Booker? And I'd say there's probably a 50-50 chance or maybe even a larger than that chance that Levine ends up being better than Booker this season. So while at the start of the season, we would have said, yeah, for sure, um, you've got to readjust your calibrations. And with the way that Paul and Booker are working together, it is sort of not necessarily going in Devin Booker's favor there. Next up, we look at the headmaster, Jamal Murray. Murray is the 63rd ranked player over the last two weeks. And I think, again, part of the reason we're looking at Murray because of him being a buy low is that over those last two weeks, he's shooting 78% from the free throw line. Another guy that was at 88% last season, 
He's averaging he's averaging 20 points per game, but even over the last week, it's even dropped off further. Four points per game for Jamal Murray in that uh, four sorry four 14 points per game for Jamal Murray and 46% shooting. So there is a trend downwards for him at the moment. Again, we're not expecting him to be bubble Murray. We're not expecting him even really to be top 50 Murray, but as the trend is going over the last week outside the top 100 is where he sits, yeah, that's obviously not uh, an ideal scenario for us, then there is some value in, in trading for him at this point and hoping that there's going to be some level of improvement over this course of this time. But mostly in that free throw percentage, getting that up, and that gives you, you know, from 20 points per game to 22, 23 points per game. So it is a double influencer, those percentage categories, as I mentioned quite a bit on the show. Trey Young, another guy who is, you know, was picked comfortably in that first round at pick nine in you know, most formats, and he, over the last two weeks, is the 80th ranked player. That is obviously not living up to the expectations you would have had when you drafted him in the first round, so not ideal at all for Trey, but is there hope for him to improve? Well, of course there is. Now, do I think he's going to go back to being a first-round guy? I'm a little bit uh, doubtful on that at this point, but over the last two weeks, he's averaging still 21 points per game, but shooting an absolutely brutal 36% from the field. Now, he was a 44% shooter last year. He's shooting only 28% from three over the entire season, 7% from three in his last three games, and 22% over his last seven games. We have a pretty high understanding that that's going to improve. His two-point percentage is also off. Now, unlike Booker, his free throws are fine. His assists are basically where they need to be as well, in around that eight and a half to nine zone. But the field goal percentage and the three-point percentage is way off. He's also giving us half of the steals that he got last year, under half. He was almost a third of the steals. He's at 1.1 last year. He's at 0.4. You add the steals in. You add the threes coming back at volume. His three-pointers made per game this year are under half of what they were last season. So the points will go up. The threes will go up. The steals will go up. The field goal percentage will go up. And therefore, he will jump significantly. 80th ranked player over the last two weeks, Trey Young. De'Aaron Fox, another uh, another buy-low option for us here. Fox is... Yeah, and then when we look at what he's done over the last two weeks, it's been relatively rough. And he did have an injury, a hamstring issue, which has suppressed his numbers. But when you go to sites and just perfunctorily, I don't think that's the right use of that word, but I'm going to use it because it sounds funny. Um, when we look at yeah, rankings or player raiders, it won't take into consideration the fact that one of those games he played five minutes. So it's going to skew his averages. Over the last, and that doesn't take away from the fact that he hasn't been good this year, 91st ranked player over the course of the season. Over the last two weeks, he's 93rd, averaging under 18 points per game. For uh, recollection's sake, he averaged 21 points a game last year, but only 4.6 assists. Look, that's rough. This guy was at 21 and 7 last year. Like, he is way off the pace. Never been a good free throw shooter, but that's somehow got worse, 67% from the line. 24% from three, and nearly always when someone's underperforming, look at the percentages. And three-point percentage, and again, for those of you new, it's a triple category influencer. You, your three-point percentage drops, you lose points, you lose three-pointers made, and you lose field goal percentage. So you get that back up, and he's not a good three-point shooter. He was 29% last year, right? 37 the year before that. But let's say he goes from 23, 24, back to 31, then yeah, that is, it's still a significant upgrade. Plus, uh, his two-point percentage is is fine, so that's a positive. We can get the free throws up a bit, but it's these assists that are just absolutely missing and the minutes that are low for De'Aaron Fox. So we're going to see those things all start to improve, and yeah, he I mean, pushes back to being a top 60, top 50 sort of a player, which for a guy that's currently ranked 90th, yeah, you'd hope for that improvement.
The next guy we look at, the Don Donovan Mitchell. He's Don. He's good. Don Mitchell, um, he is starting to turn it around at the moment. We're seeing that trend in the right direction, but he is the 92nd ranked player over those last two weeks. Um, this is a guy that yeah, many people drafted in the 20s. I think I had him in the mid to high or mid to low 30s. Never been a top 40 player before. But we're starting to see it trend back around. And one thing we always want to pay attention to is free throw attempts. Now, in addition to his free throw attempts being lower than last year, his free throw percentage is at 74% over the last eight games. He's shooting 43% from the field. That's not that dissimilar to last year. 36% from three. Again, almost exactly the same as last year. Five assists. That's up from last year. But what has happened is that free throw attempt rate is down and the percentage is down in a long way. But the other thing we've got to look at is... His steal rate went from one steal per game to 0.4 over the last eight games and just 0.7 on the season. You get those numbers back and you get an improvement in the free throw percentage. And no reason to think he's all of a sudden a terrible free throw shooter. All those things tie in together and Mitchell goes back to being probably a, close to a top 50 player, which for a guy that is struggling the way that he is at the moment is going to be a significant win for you. Let's move across to points leagues now. And, uh, and and take a squiz at um, some of those buy lows over there. Now, some of those guys are going to be the same. Uh, Trey Young is a points league buy low player. He is, over the last two weeks, the 47th ranked player, and he's averaging 36 uh, fantasy points per game. He should be pushing 45, 46 realistically. Um, so there is some room, to, and we've talked about why he's down already. Lonzo Ball is uh, a points league buy low player in my mind. Um, Lonzo is, and I think he's struggling a little bit with some of his role in New Orleans, but 124th ranked player over the course of the season. Uh, sorry, over the course of the last two weeks. He's 100th over the course of the season. I think he's like a top 80 player, probably at worst. Over those last two weeks, just under 24 fantasy points per game. He should be able to push to 30. Why is he so down? Well, the assists are low, just four and a half assists per game. But one of the big strengths of Lonzo is his defensive numbers. And over the last six games, 0.3 steals. That's two steals in six games and 0.5 blocks when realistically he can be a 1.5 and a 0.8 sort of a player, which it doesn't make a, a massive difference, but he could get a whole ass extra steal there, which is three points in default leagues, which takes him from 24 points per game up to 27 points per game. Those blocks can jump up. Yeah, not a huge amount, but they can jump up as well. He's also under rebounding. He was a six rebound per game player last year. He's down at four this year, so an extra two rebounds, an extra two to three points can come onto his uh, uh, scoring numbers, and then his overall fantasy output should be able to push back to close to that 30-point mark in my mind. Jim Butler, another player who there's many people really panicking about Butler. Um, he is the 38th-ranked player over the last two weeks. He's averaging 38.5 fantasy points during that time. I think he's a 40-plus player, so there is some scope for improvement. Over the last two weeks, only 30 minutes, 18.6 rebounds and five assists. I think his scoring will go up from there. I think he'll be able to push it to 20 points per game, and I think he's looks look he's looked better because the last three games, he's the 14th-ranked player, averaging 47 points. So, yeah, whether you can execute that as a buy-low remains to be seen, but there is still some negative opinion around Butler and his performance this season. And I don't base this all just on numbers. It's about you know, the copious YouTube comments and tweets and chat messages and Instagrams and Facebooks and Discords. You know, I try and read as much as I can about the general state of opinions on players. And Butler's one of those ones that yeah, people are panicking on or wanting to sell off. And then that's where you try and take advantage of it in those scenarios. Darren Fox on this list as well. 
Talked about him already. He's the 59th ranked points league player, which is better than his category ranking, but he should be realistically a top 30 category guy or top 30, sorry, points like guy when he comes back. And the last guy we talk about, another Atlanta Hawks player is Clint Capella, who is the 73rd ranked player over the last two weeks. I think he should be able to be a top 50 player. He's averaging just 26 minutes a night in the last two weeks, averaging under 10 points with 13 rebounds and only one block, which equates to 31 fantasy points per game. I think that scoring should be able to jump up. He's only at 10, 10 points per game for the year. Uh, and this last two weeks is his entire production. Those um, scoring numbers should come up, but his block numbers, one block per game for Clint Capella. This is a guy that, you know, since he became a regular full-time starter, has never averaged under 1.5 blocks. So there's room for that to come up. The rebounds are fine, and he's you know, underscoring by about four to five points per game. So he should be a 35 to 36 fantasy point per game producer, and he's giving us 31. So that's probably a 30, 40 ranking spot jump for Clint Capella when all is said and done. That'll do it for my show today, guys. I'll be back later on with the uh, pregame show at uh, 6.30 p.m. Yeah, 6.30 p.m. Eastern. So check that out on YouTube. Subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the old YouTube. Hit the bell. Give it a comment. Give it a thumbs up, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.